one of the key things for anybody to take away and looking for your niche, I am not telling people to go out there and build a niche of educators. That, that's not what you should do. What you should do is, you know, take those three things, merge them together and figure out what your sweet spot is. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was, and he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US, he uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Real Estate Rockstars with your guest host, Stephanie Brackett. And I am here today with a good friend of mine, the lovely Jessica Hubbard, who is the CEO of Hubbard Realty Group out of Joplin, Missouri. Yes. And Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How's the weather in Joplin? It's continually raining, but oh, we're supposed okay. to have a good Memorial weekend. So, Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> That would be great. No tornado warnings, nothing Thankfully, like that. Happened. No, it's actually been rather light this year. So haven't had to hit the storm shelter too much. Awesome. You guys lived through the the big the big tornado down there in Joplin, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that Joplin is known for. They, uh, when I say Joplin, a lot of people say, oh, that's 
That's where that huge tornado was a couple of years ago, right? Yes. Yes, that's it. it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your company. How many homes have you guys sold in the last 12 months? Yeah, so rolling 12, we're looking at about 124 right now. Okay. Um, what type of profit margin are you guys working off of? Um, well, <laughs> that would be a good uh, question. We just... Um, switched from a we switched from Keller Williams to going independent so um that's a little hard for me to answer because a lot of it um we rolled back into creating the brokerage okay um so I uh, guess pre pre switch what what type of margin were you guys working on um probably to like a 30 percent okay so a healthy margin that's Mm -hmm. awesome so what percent are you guys is uh buyers versus listings um with everything shifting, it's it's changing a little bit. We were heavily listings. We've always been a little bit heavier at about a 60 to 40. And then with COVID hitting and stuff, our buyers, we've seen a lot more buyers than we have yeah. listings. Yeah. Are you guys starting to see a shift at all in your market down there? Yes, we definitely are. Yeah. Um, and even then, it seems like one week, it's a good shift. And then the next week, everything's kind of halting. So um, you know, the last two years have been a continual shift and change and, you know, being ready for what's next and watching and being aware of the, you know, lead measures. I mean, I know we focus on, um, you know, it's really easy to look at your lag measures, but looking at what little things are changing because you have to change faster than we ever have. Yeah. That's interesting. What are some of the leading indicators that you've seen that have caused you to to make little shifts in your business? A huge one is um, the amount of time between buyer offers. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So we were seeing a lot of offers, you know, even buyers that we've had, they were putting offers in, you know, one couple times a week and then it went to once a week and now we're looking at every other week and it's almost like a buyer fatigue going on right now it's maybe a buyer fatigue with a mixture of um oh um interest rates going up and stuff like that so um that really started slowing down and um over the last month now we are starting to see that rise just a little bit now so I don't know if school maybe had a little bit of effect on that or people starting to realize like, hey, these interest rates aren't going to get better. So I might as well buy now. Might as well buy now before they get worse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's still, I mean, 5% is fantastic. I bought right. my first house in 1999 and my interest rate was 8.25%. And I thought right. that was great. Yeah. My first house was 5.85 and I thought that was fantastic. So Yeah. And I mean, you look back at it and I bought the house for 247000 and I sold it in three years for 339000 in Las Vegas. And the interest rate was of zero consequence to me, mm-hmm. not zero. Right. I still made a hundred grand on the house. Right. So, completely. Yeah. But when you've heard, you know, 2.5 and 3% the last couple of years, I mean, that's that 5% is kind of hard to stomach sometimes. It really is. It really is. Okay. So you guys actually have a niche there that you, how long have you been in business? Um, so Hubbard Early Group started as a team within um, a brokerage. And then we recently um, went independent under the same name. Um, so we have been 
Hubbard Realty Group as a team for about six years. Okay. And it's a husband wife team, right? Yes, it is. So you're the CEO, you take care of operations running the day to day. And your husband, Kalen's the one out there pounding the pavement and he's your main listing agent. Yes. So he's the main listing agent and we are expanding into two different market areas. So he's also um, moved into the new role hat of director of expansion as well. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, before we get into the niche market um, Mm -hmm. discussion, tell me a little bit about the area that you live in. Like what's the population? How big of an area do you cover? How many miles are you driving from one side to the other side? What does that look like? Yeah. So Joplin has, um, we're in Southwest Missouri in case anybody needs to kind of geographically try to place us. So we're about two hours south of Springfield and about two hours east uh, or south of Kansas City and about two hours east of Tulsa. And um, even though we're one of the largest cities in the area, Joplin proper only has 55,000 people, uh, the city of Joplin. We have some outlying towns. So the greater metro area, if you can call it that, is probably about 220,000 people. Um, with our core service area being approximately 105,000, 110,000. Okay. And what's the average home price down there? Yeah. So right now it's, it's actually much higher, just like everybody else. So, um, but it's still about $165,000, somewhere in that. When we started six years ago, the average home price for our market area was $115,000. That's incredible. Yeah. Which is what kind of drove the niche market of we needed, you know, we did not have the income to just spend on lead sources. And, you know, we had to do something that we felt was smart and for the long term, and that we could, I mean, pound the pavement kind of thing. And, um, make relationships that way that didn't cost a lot of money. So, right. I mean, 115,000, you look at that, you're talking like a ton of work for $3,500 in commission. A hundred percent true. Yes. <laughs> a lot of work, just as much work as if it was a million dollar house. Right. You're getting right. 3,500, not 30,000. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Which- All right. So how did you pick your niche? How did you get into, I know your niche is education and, and mm-hmm. where did that come from? How did that evolve? Yeah. So, um, we, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, but you know, when you get into real estate and I had been in real estate on a prior team, um, I've been in a total of 11 years. Um, and I've heard over and over again, build your sphere list, come in with your sphere, write down, you know, the top 200 people, who's your hairdresser, who's all this, you know, whatnot. Well, one of my, um, the barrier of entries I had is I am a transplant from Kansas city. So when I moved down here, my sphere was essentially the person I was married to his sister and real estate agents. Well, unfortunately, real estate agents (laughs) didn't really need my help. (laughs) um, Probably not going to refer business to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then when Kaylin came on board, he, he had a little bit of the same, um, thing because he is a transplant as well. He's just been here a little bit longer. And so I started looking at, well, how are we going to make this work? Um, What is our sphere? We don't have the natural sphere that other people have, you know, the, the kids that they grew up with, the people they went to high school and college and 
you know, their friend, their kids' moms and stuff like that. Um, kids, friends, moms. And so, um, really somewhere along the way, I heard the concept of niche marketing. And at the time, um, I think it might've even been like a Gene Rivers class or something. Um, at the time it, it talked about more like, um, you know, if you live in a certain area, you know, and there's, you know, a golf community or, you know, a, a yacht or club or like, you know, there's a big horse, horse community or something, you could really get involved in that. And, um, which Joplin doesn't really have. I mean, we don't, we don't have a lot of that stuff. And, um, so I really started diving deep on, you know, where could I take that concept and what could be our niche? And, um, as I thought about it, um, Kaylin, um, comes from the world of education. His degree is, well, it's actually in business, but master's in education. And he taught for seven years prior to getting into real estate. Um, his mom and dad are both educators, sister and brother-in-law, two aunts, three cousins. I mean, the world of education is on his heart. It is um, something that um, we both believe in very deeply in, in helping that community because we believe that in helping that community um, of educators and taking care of them, it, it helps take care of the kids and, you know, the economy and everything else because it's the underlying factor. And um, so as that kind of, as we thought about who we know, that concept kind of came up and um, we thought, okay, well, what could we do with this? Where could, you know, we can write all the educators on a list and like that we know and start calling them and stuff. And about that time, I, I found this class called um, Farming Will Make You Millions. Okay. And yep. Yep. And um, it was, you know, one of those classes that you just, it's there and it's like, oh, that's a, that sounds like a good class. I'll take that. Well, in the world of real estate farming, I mean, you know this, but it's a lot of times it's, it's talking a lot more geographical location. And, right. Like you know, a neighborhood. I'm going to be yeah. the neighborhood go-to for this. Yeah. Right. You know, your, your name's at the, at the local gas station and yep. you have, you know, the mailers go out and all of that stuff. So in that class though, something that really hit me was the concept of not like loving on people and taking care of people for the fact that you are taking care of people and loving on people. It's not the business aspect of, I need to send out X amount of mailers. I need to, you know, this, which is kind of contradictive, you know, to the whole ROI thing. Um, Providing value without any expectation of something in return. Yes, completely. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, everything else you look at and you, you know, okay, I'm going to send out, you know, I, I was just listening to your guys's call about the, you know, the golden letter. And it's like, okay, I'm going to send out X amount of letters. It's going to cost me this amount to do so. I'm going to get this amount of business from it. And, um, you know, why am I ROIing off of that? And with this, we had to, um, it was something that was so, um, touched our hearts so much to just help this community, um, and be there for them on a level that wasn't, you know, Hey, I'm here to be your real estate agent, um, thing. 
um, that we decided to look into it, um, what we could do to just help and put that focus first. Um, focus not on the people first, not the, not yes. the money and yeah. not the return. Yep. Amazing. So we, um, along with that, we, I read the book Giftology by um, John Rulin. And the concept there is kind of the same too. Like focus on the, the thought of what you can give back and what you can, um, how deeply you can love on someone and care for them, not their return. And um, again, I know that seems totally anti, you know, most systems and everything in real estate, but, but that's where we went with. And a um, couple years, well, about a year and a half ago, I found the, the book, The Pumpkin Plan by uh, uh, Mike Malkowish. Thank you. Yep. I knew I was going to butcher that. And uh, in the book, he essentially has this uh, three circle Venn diagram where um, it's like a triangle diagram where one circle is um, top clients. The other one is, let's see, unique offerings. And then the third is systemization. And where those three overlap is like your sweet spot. And honestly, I wish I would have had that book six years ago because I probably wouldn't have made as many mistakes as I did. Um but that gave, but we unknowingly kind of followed that. I mean, we didn't have clients at the time. So we were looking at who are our top people? Like, who do we love? Who do we want to spend time with? Who do, you know, who do we just enjoy being with? You know, the, the unique offering, we knew that world. We knew that, you know, when you're teaching, you probably can't pick up your phone and call, you know, someone we knew that sometimes closings had to be, you know, at the school, you know, and we had to figure that out. So we knew that world there. And then the systemization of it, we didn't have that quite down yet, but we learned along the way. <laughs> um, so, um, and in this too, I mean, we're talking about our niche and educators, but I think the, one of the key things for anybody to take away and looking for your niche, I am not telling people to go out there and build a niche of educators that that's not what you should do you should do is you know take those three things merge them together and figure out what your sweet spot is you know my my sweet spot is not you know veterans i'm i'm not a veteran you know for me to go into the world of veterans and try to act like i know what they've gone through is a disservice to them a hundred percent. And so, I mean, we love helping our veterans and taking care of them, but for us to try to pretend that that is, you know, what we know is, is inaccurate. Right. Okay. And there's a million, I mean, I can think right now off the top of my head, a million different niche markets that someone could get into. You know, you said police officers, mm -hmm. you could do horse lovers, you could yep. do people that own boats that are just big into the boating scene mm -hmm. that live on a lake. There's a million different things that you could go do and, and it could be your niche, but you have to have some connection yes. to those people mm -hmm. in order to make it real and make it so that you're providing value and you're not just right. after making money on these people. Yeah. Yep. I have a, I have a friend, I mean, the Lake of the Ozarks is a couple of hours away from us and she pretty much solely focuses on second homes for Lake of the Ozarks. Like that is, 
mean, she grew, you know, her grandma has been there forever. She knows that area. Like that's, that's where, you know, her heart is. And she loves doing that. If I tried walking into that same niche and tried to, I, I mean, I could learn, but is, is that really my niche? No, it, no, it's not. It's not connecting with your heart. No. Which is what probably makes this such a sweet spot for you guys. Yes. It connects so deeply with your heart. Yep. And, and I think the, uh, the heart factor is huge there because, you know, farming is kind of, you know, a lot of times geographic and you send stuff out and you have a system and all this, you know, you, you kind of do things as rote. The niche marketing, it, it takes a lot before you get anything back. You have to be, and, and farming does that too. Like it, it's not a short play. It's not a, yeah, yeah, it's not a calling an expired listing or a FISBO and maybe you have a listing the next day. It's a, it's a long play. Yep. And, um, so you have to, you have to be able to put that time and effort into it and be okay with the results that you get back. Yep. I love that. That's true. It's a hundred percent true. You have to be willing to, and it's like that with anything, honestly, people always think that this real estate thing, I'm just going to jump in and I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing, and I'm going to see results immediately. And they give up, mm-hmm. you know, they'll work a little while and they'll give up. But the ones that are really successful are the ones that are consistent for a long period of time mm-hmm. at the same thing. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of the things you guys do in that teacher niche market, that's just, I mean, you're doing it from the heart right. and not expecting anything in, re- in return. What are some of the things that you guys are doing for that? Yeah. So um, something I'm super excited about is that we have now been able to, um, we're turning part of that into a nonprofit in a 501c3 so we can help even more in some areas. But the so, so we have that going as a, as a side, it's not the business aspect. It's a, it's a side thing, um, where we can help and, and help with, you know, give, uh, retreats and, you know, offer retreats to them and time away and stuff like that to, uh, revitalize their soul. But in, in general, a lot of the things that we did is just look at, you know, what are those things that, you know, as, as an educator, if you are just you know, you're, you're frustrated, you know, you're worn out. Like what is that thing that could help pick up your spirit? And we try to be that for everybody. There's a lot of places that focus on the kids, you know, like helping with the backpack programs and food after school. And, and I love all of those. Those are fantastic. I'm so glad we have them. Um, and we just decided to focus on the educators themselves because we felt that, um, you know, I, I've seen Kalen grade papers till 10 o'clock at night. You know, I've seen him after um, uh, parent teacher conferences just be dead on his feet. You know, I've seen um, Jill on our team was a principal and I've seen her care for those kids who, who it seems like nobody's, you know, and that really, that really wears you down. So to have somebody just kind of come and say, thank you for doing what you're doing. And I want to bring you, you know, sonic drinks, or I want to, you know, just bring you, you know, a treat, or we do a, um, a movie night at the drive-in every year. 
um, just to give back and say thank you. And, um, and again, nothing is average, you know, we have, you know, maybe our, our, like our sign up or something like that, but it is a hundred percent come, you know, you are not, this is not a past client event. This is not a, you have to do business with us or anything like that. You are invited because you are an educator and and that's the only criteria. And, and in that we see educators as teachers, bus drivers, people in the lunchroom, janitors, principals, administrators, all of that. It's the, it's the realm of education. I want to circle back to something you just said. Mm -hmm. You said Jill, I think her name is Jill on my team. Who's a former principal. You actually have team members that are educators. It's not just the clients. Your niche is so niche that the people joining your team are also educators. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we actually uh, looked into this, um, uh, at our last um, team retreat in October, and we are all in one form or fashion somehow very closely related to an educator. We're either a child of an educator, married to an educator, um, uh, married to a counselor, which we consider an educator, um, librarians. Um, I'm yeah, I'm a former librarian, not at a school, but at a public school. So it kind of still or a public library. Um, but yeah, in some form or fashion, everybody on our team is connected to a very closely connected to an educator. And I'm, I'm guessing that that draws people to your team. You have probably educators that are done teaching school. They're like, I kind of want to retire from this. I've done it for 25 years, but mm-hmm. I don't want to actually retire. Maybe I'll go sell real estate. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of where Jill came from is, you know, she had she had been in education since, I mean, she made the joke that she's been in education since she was in kindergarten, <laughs> you know, she's <laughs> between kindergarten, then high school, college, and then teaching. And then, you know, as a principal, that's been her life for the whole entire time. And um, in, in the pros of polling um, people who know educators is we just feed back into that niche. Everybody has that love when when we do have these events or, um, you know, take treats or something around, people aren't grumbling like, oh, well, why are we, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like it, they're not looking at it saying, well, what am I getting from it? They know what they're getting from it because, you know, that, that would have been their mom or their cousin or what, something like that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's truly amazing. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. If single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. Renter Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. 
That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800-311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. So when you decided on this niche of teachers, what was your very first step? What did you, so anybody listening and they're like, okay, you know what? I'm a former police officer and, and I am totally like connected to police officers. And I want to, I want to go start Mm -hmm. this niche market in the, in the police officer community. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to start out? Yeah. So we had to look at where we could start bringing everybody together, where we had a platform where to um, talk to everybody essentially. And in, in all these markets it's you know, what we do for educators and what you would do for a police officer is probably going to be two, you know, two different things. But so one of our first things, you know, as we looked at it and again, I'm, you know, six years ago, so 2016, 17, somewhere in there, we could start a Facebook group. And again, we're also looking at, we didn't have any money. So we were, you know, everything that we had um, with the, with the market area and stuff that we were in, we were very limited. So we don't want to spend on things. We wanted to spend it where it mattered. And so Facebook to us was something that worked well. Now, since then, and the, all the new Facebook algorithms and all of that, we've had to tweak and change and, and move things and whatnot. Um, so that may not be the best for everybody to start with now. Um, but to find something that you can bring that community together, they yes. need to find something, whether it's maybe, you know, a police officer community group that's yes. available or something. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. And, you know, some of it could be, you know, yeah, a text, you know, where they sign up for text alerts for different things so they know what's going on or, or and, and it doesn't have to be a community, like in a community way where they all talk to each other, but just in a, how do you create this community where you can give them information and updates and things like that? You're providing um, value to this particular community. Yeah. So yeah, in a, in a, like, for example, in a police department, you know, again, I, I know nothing about police departments, so I might be, you know, but it seems that um, a lot of police departments have some sort of, um, I can't think of it, um, but like a fraternal order of police type person or something like that, who kind of watches out for things that might be good for the police community. So maybe finding those type people that can then help if the, if they feel like you are doing something that is good for their community, 
because there is a barrier of entry in all of these places. So what is your barrier of entry to get into this community? And who do you need to talk to to get into those? The same thing happened with schools. You know, for us, it was, you know, they're not just going to let us walk through their hallways, you know, and, and, you know, start, you know, I, I think of, you know, inspectors who come to real estate offices and, you know, go around and pass out their business cards. Like that's not something you can do in a school. So what is our barrier of entry? Well, you know, how do we help people see that what we're doing is a hundred percent authentic and we aren't just, there to sell, you know, we're not selling ourselves. We're not here to say, Hey, here's Hubbard Realty Group, buy a house from us. That's, that's not our authentic selves. Right. Amazing. So if you were, um, what, like what lead producing system do you use that doesn't feel pushy with them since it's such a niche market? Yeah. So, um, uh, this is not for everybody, um, but we uh, we did one of the things we found early on that we could do too is in helping in helping take care of teachers and stuff. We started character visits, so twice a year uh, we do character visits in schools as Abraham Lincoln and Johnny Appleseed, which means that Kaylin spends about forty hours over two weeks doing all of those. Um, and again, I mean, he's not going in there saying I'm Johnny Appleseed with Hubbard Realty Group. Like there is none of that going, but by them knowing who he is and who we are, that ties back to, you know, the business. Yep. He's going um, in to provide value. I'm mm-hmm. going in as Johnny Appleseed to do a service for the kids and the teachers. Mm-hmm. And in return, they know his name. And if they have real estate state needs, that's who they're going to call. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, as far as like the systemization around some of that, we looked at, okay, what do we want to, like, what is our value? What are we, what do we want to provide them with? And we knew that during the summer, we wanted to provide them with um, something that they could attend for free. Um, that they could bring their families to, that they could just have an eye out and relax and not worry about anything else. Um, We knew that we wanted to do a night before they go back to school of kind of a like last summer hurrah, you know, and that was a not kid friendly event. Um, And we knew that throughout the year, we wanted to make sure that we were um, hitting different you know, areas. We wanted to make sure that we weren't just located, you know, and and focusing on, you know, three schools, you know, and only hitting up those people that we knew. We wanted to provide this for our whole entire area. And it became large enough that we had to put a stipulation of drive time on, on a lot of it. So unfortunately, you know, in order to be in our group, you um, have to live within two hours of Joplin. Um, and then we only drive out 30, 30 miles, 30 minutes. There is a, a little bit of leeway on that depending on where it is and whatnot. But some of the stuff that we deliver, um, we can't, I mean, smoothies are only, smoothies are a big thing that we do as far as treats. And 
they're only good for about 30 minutes. So sometimes there's limitations on where we can go just based on that. Um, and then, um, yeah, so then we just, from, from there, it, it became, it becomes your normal, um, systems, just like you would for, uh, you know, real estate events of, you know, how many, how are you going to let them know, you know, you're going to send out a mail, you're going to send out a flyer, you're going to send, you know, call them, you're going to text them, you're going to email them, letting them know the events. So you just create the system around it, just like you would for, you know, a team event for class for past clients. Yep. So I know you're very systematized. Mm -hmm. You love systems. What's your favorite system in your real estate business for all of this and everything for just real estate in general? Yeah. So, um, we are, it's funny that you asked the favorite one because my favorite one is usually the one I'm working on currently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we are completely revamping, um, this system to make sure that we are in, in touch with, you know, how often we are touching different schools, because what we found is we, they, they would call us, and we would say, oh, yeah, we can we can get there, you know, whatnot. And we had sort of, I, unfortunately, it was one of those that for for quite a while, because we we do cover about 80 different schools, uh, it was on a board, like as as computerized and everything as I am, like, it was legit on a board. And we wrote down dates, because that was the only way we could figure out that everybody could see it at that time. So um, thankfully that was revamped about four years ago. Um, and now it's getting updated again, where there's a lot more automation in it of, Hey, you know, we had them down for a visit and they're, you know, they get an email reminding like, Hey, we're going to be bringing this to your educators on this date. And so, um, a lot of the things that we've put in place, we're adding more automation along the way to make things smoother and easier. And what system do you hold that all in? What program? Well, that's part of it. So right now it's being, um, and, and I think that's, I mean, you know me, I'm always like creating new things if I see something better. So um, it's currently in Airtable because um, it's been hosted there for a while and I'm building out um, Zoho, which is okay. new to me. Um, and it we saw it and it was working. So we've been working on it since February, which... Um, means my ops team is learning to write code and all sorts of stuff that they haven't uh, figured they didn't know before. And I am blessed with an amazing ops team that they are like, yeah, this, this makes sense. Let's do this and let's create this. Outstanding. So tell me what's one thing you've learned in the past couple of years in this crazy market that you have like, just totally learned and been like, Ugh, I learned my lesson. Either something bad happened and you learned, or you just learned as you went. Tell me something. There is a fine line between sticking with what you know and shifting. Okay. And tell me about that. Well, I say that because when when the market, we need to be able to shift and we need to be able to move quickly. But there's also if you if you do that without knowing who you are and knowing what is authentically you and your team, you can chase bright, shiny objects very easily. And we have done that 
And we know we have done that. Um, we know when we stick to our guns in some areas and we may shift within what we know. And I think that's the key, like shifting within what you know, looking for other opportunities to build on that. When we go chase a bright, shiny object of like, oh, somebody said their niche market was, you know, nurses. We should look into nurses. Like that would be, you know, and we try to do something or like, hey, we should, you know, uh, apply this new thing. Some of those are great and you should move into those. You know, we've heard, you know, I've been hearing about the golden letter. Like, that's awesome. Like we should look into that. We should look at the ROI of that within being who we are. And if we are continually just chasing the bright, shiny objects of like, well, somebody else is doing this, that must be the golden ticket. And we need to do that. You know, it, it doesn't work. So like, but at the same time, not being so stuck in what you have done previously that you get left behind. It's an, it's an ever changing fine line and you have, you have to continually know what you're looking for. And, and that's, that's the scary and the exciting part all at the same time. Yeah. And that that makes complete sense. You're shifting within your area of expertise instead of abandoning this to move on to this. Yes. Yeah. And I I think that's the, you know, when you, when you start looking at the abandonment, you're jumping ship, you know, it's one thing to continue the ship and continue this fleet and bring in an, an, you know, another ship into your fleet and work on that. It's another thing to, yeah, jump ship from ship to ship, yeah. that doesn't work that way. That's great advice. That is great advice. Uh, in your opinion, what's the biggest problem with the real estate industry today? I would say that it we do not explain our value as a whole very well. Um, we, um, I know we, you know, as teams or individual agents, we might to our client, you know, we do to our clients and they, they may know, but there's so much behind the scenes stuff that goes on in real estate. It's really hard to explain for even your clients that love you and know your value. It's still hard to explain all of that stuff that just happened in the background that you don't want to explain to them because you took care of all of that stuff for them and you want them to have the amazing experience. So when they don't have anything to really compare that amazing experience to, it's, it's, they may love you and and whatnot, but it's still hard to explain that full value to, to people. And they don't so, know the midnight phone calls and the negotiations back and forth and the, you know, oh my gosh, the well agreement wasn't signed and we've got to get this going and blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah. 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 They don't understand that, you know, the, the, you know, the other party, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, like a, another co-op person in the thing, like, you know, maybe they're new or maybe they're, you know, they just, fired somebody or something and now all the you know, there's fire and like you're trying to put it out back here while you know remaining calm <laughs> remaining calm and giving them the Disney World experience at the same time um which on one end it is great because that's what they should be receiving on the other hand you know people look at it and it's like well you know what do real estate agents really do? You know, they HGTV, they go through three houses, you pick one and all's done. 
you know, that's, that's kind so of easy. Concept. Anybody could do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so how do we show continually show that value? And I, I think, um, I think that's a, a lifting of the industry as a whole. You know, the, the more we have real estate agents who are all on board with making this, you know, their business and giving the best value they can, people are going to start seeing that elevate versus, you know, oh, I got, I got into real estate to just, you know, do a couple deals kind of thing. Yep. Okay. I, that, that's, that's amazing. And I, I a hundred percent agree because it is, it's one of those, you know, it's just like police officers or teachers mm-hmm. where you don't understand the grading of the papers till 10 o'clock at night. No one sees that. They just see well, teachers get the whole summer off and they work Monday through Friday, yep. you know, eight to two. Yep. Simple job. They don't understand. It's the same thing with real estate agents. They don't understand the negotiations at 11 o'clock at night and the phone mm-hmm. calls and 24 seven on call. And you never want to miss a phone call because that could be your next deal. And it's a hundred percent commission. Yep. All right. Do you have any predictions for the market? Ooh. Um, well, I have hope for the market and I have like what I'm feeling for the market. Um, I feel like we're going to see some sort of, and and this might just be our area and what we're feeling, but I feel like we're going to see a little bit of like a stop glitch kind of where, you know, the, the, our area average is high and which, which was okay when interest rates were low and people were putting stuff on the market at what seemed like ridiculously high amounts. Well, now we have, you know, the interest rates going up and there's, I feel like we're going to have this little bit of a, a, yeah, stop, go shift glitch type thing where it, something's going to have to kind of stop and regulate for a second where um, sellers are going to realize like, Hey, that, you know, extra 30%, I thought I was getting, well, now I I can't in, in order to sell it. And I'm hoping that's going to be quick and easy, but you know, what I keep telling our team is that this is mucky. The last couple of years have been mucky and we feel like we are going through mud at different times and it takes, you know, five times as long to do something, but it's on the other side of this that we're going to be able to see opportunity. It's getting through that part of it that not everybody's going to get through. And so we need to put, instead of seeing it as um, this big, scary shift thing, no, this is opportunity that we can build upon. And this is where our systems that we have been building for several years and our platform, this is where it's going to shine. A hundred percent. I agree with that. There's people that will survive a shifted market just fine. Mm -hmm. And they'll mm-hmm. do great and they'll sell a lot of houses and they'll help a lot of people. Yeah. And then there's people that just won't make it through. And the ones that won't make it through are the ones that built their business on a not solid foundation. Mm-hmm. They don't have the systems. They don't have the processes. They rode the wave of a great real estate market. Yes. They didn't ride the wave of, I worked hard, I put in the work, and now I'm going to continue to be able to do this for a long time. Yep. Yep. Completely. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being with us today. Anybody has any referrals for the Joplin area? They yep. can get a hold of you. Where yes. where what's the email address? 
Um, so Jessica at soldhrg.com. And we now actually cover Joplin, Kansas City, and Columbia, Missouri. Amazing. That's yep. perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>